Alright, well, let's just get this thing started. Episode 32 of the Current Gen Podcast. So far, two of our three normal co-hosts are here. It's myself, Tim, and then also Derek is here waiting on Dan. Hopefully, he'll be able to join us. Uh, we're trying out this new service from Zencaster. If any of you out there do any podcasting or know anyone who does, Zencaster is a very cool p- way to record audio with multiple people all at once. It's, it syncs it up for you automatically. It's awesome. But it never had video. So if we wanted to see each other, if we wanted to ever record and then eventually launch on the YouTube, we would have to use a separate system for that, which was just a hassle and would wear down most systems. So we're trying out their beta. They have a beta out now for video podcasting. So we'll see how this one goes, see if it actually does well. So far, so good, I think. Um, But yeah, Dan, the link I sent to Dan was having some issues. So here's hoping he's able to join us. But until he gets here, Derek, why don't you walk us through all the bosses and all the Souls games you ever played? And then that should take us to when he's available. Well, that would explain why we're losing all our listeners. (laughs) All my my Souls talk. And they're like, seriously, shut up. Won't you tell us one more time about a monitor? Yeah, we're really interested in your peas, buddy. Yeah, that's going to be the next one is some kind of monitor souls. You're going to get them all mixed up. It's going to be great. I mean, I can technically talk about it because last week I talked about Demon Souls, but I didn't beat Demon Souls until after we recorded the show. So Was I it worth beat- the effort? Did you when it was when the credits rolled, were you like, yeah, that was a Souls game or was it like, yeah, that was an old game? Um Gameplay wise, it plays just like all the other Souls games. I mean, I talked about it last week, so again, I won't bore everybody with my issues with it because um, that didn't change with me beating it. But it's one of those things like you have to realize like context matters. I'm playing the very first one they made, but I'm playing it last. Like, I've already played all their other games that came right. after this game. So this clearly feels like, hey, this is our entry point. Like, we're trying something new. We don't even know what it is yet. Let's just see if this sticks. And it did. And then once that that grew in popularity and they were able to make, you know, sequels and do other games that are very like-minded to Demon Souls, they clearly improved the systems. They, cleared, they improved pretty much everything except gameplay. Again, I think the only thing gameplay that was off was that they do really put an emphasis on magic so i would say for anybody who's going to get a ps5 and buy demon souls day one and jump in and they've never played it before i'm gonna tell you if you're if you played souls games before and you're a strength build type player like i am don't invest everything in strength build like you need to invest in magic because the game really wants you to use it you know, so that's about it. Other than that, I think it was worth running through it. Um, it didn't kill my hype for the PS5 version, but I wouldn't say it also added to it. But we'll see. I'm yeah, I'm gotcha. gonna be. I think I'll enjoy going into the PS5 version, going, oh, cool! Like 
It was really ugly on the PS3. Now look at it, you know, with these next gen graphics. So I'm yeah. glad I beat it. Nice. Well, I have not been playing any Souls games still. I know that's not a surprise to you at all. By the way, I can kind of hear myself through your. Oh, maybe it's switching now. I think we're good. I could for a second there. Okay. Um, no Souls games for me, but I just want to describe to you my recent experience in Crusader Kings 3. I know you guys, you've already heard me talk about this a little bit. So similar to Derek, I won't bore you too much with it, but the scenario was just so cool. There's a lot of different scenarios you can go through where there's a little bit of a, I guess you can call it a story. They just really just set the stage and then go. There's not like cut scenes or there's also not really an ending because when you die, you, your, your heir, it's called your player heir, that's who you take over and keep playing as for as really as long as you want to. Uh, to my knowledge, there isn't really a, hey, you finally beat it moment. Even if you take over the whole map from what I've read, that's not really the end of the game because now you have to maintain your leadership and your heir has to maintain that. So the game's not really meant to be a go from point A to point B and now you're finished. It's meant to be more of an overall experience of these. And as soon as you feel like you've experienced that family or that you know, um, kingdom enough, you can move on to the next one. So I've done three or four now. Um, just a couple generations um, of, of heirs. My most recent one was uh, Bohemia, which is over there in Eastern Europe. And so the scenario starts you off in a great position. You own most of Bohemia, and all you have to do is take over a little bit more and declare yourself king of Bohemia, which was easy to do. And then right next door is this country called Hungary. And uh, my son, who is an adult at that point, I had married him off already to make an ally with someone else, he was uh, he wanted he had this claim on Hungary based on some connection that his wife had. So I helped him take over Hungary at this big, long, it was a multi-year war where we attacked Hungary and we brought in all of our allies and it was awesome. It was this very epic battle. We won. The kingdom completely goes to my son. Um, and that's something I didn't realize in the game yet either. The claims to different things, just cause I helped him just cause I declared war and helped him win. He's the one who had the claim to that kingdom. So even though he's my son, he's a king. And now we're, we have to decide if we're going to be allies or not. Cause now we're neighboring Kings. So the, what happened next is that he actually started overplaying his hand. And then next thing you know, he's got all, he's surrounded by enemies. Every other country is starting to attack him because he's ticked everybody off. He hasn't become the rightful ruler. You have to, go through these steps to become the rightful liege of these places once you claim the land. And he didn't do that. And so he keeps calling on me that these little notifications kept popping up like father, come to my aid. And he just essentially lost his whole kingdom. And while I was trying to help him, I ended up losing mine too. So that I know that sounds like it'd be frustrating and in, in a way it was, but it was also just fascinating to watch how these domino effects of decisions you make affect your whole family. And so now and a lot of time passed and my character died of old age and my player heir was the youngest son. So now the younger brother of that idiot from Hungary. And now I have to try to rebuild Bohemia from pretty much nothing with all these enemies. So it's just really interesting. It's just a fascinating back and forth with all the different kingdoms. What's and the like, timeline of like how fast this type of stuff happens. Does it take like 10, 20 hours for this to happen? Or is it definitely like can like for the most part, when you start one, you're going to want to leave it on pause until you get the lay of the land, figure out who your vassals are. Are they ticked off at you? Have you appointed that you have a council? Think of like game of Thrones where they have a council yeah. of people around that table. You get to pick who's your counselor for, you know, your money or for, um, 
I'm blanking out on the names of them. There's a there's a, a a marshal who's in charge of all your armies. There's a guy in charge of all your money. A guy in charge of all your uh, schemes. So he's this person's kind of like your spy. So you have all these counselors, and inevitably you're going to leave some vassals out to dry. They're going to be just waiting, wishing they were on the council. They'll get kicked off of you. They might even form an alliance against you because you're never going to put them on your council. So. Um, all that stuff you, takes a while when it's paused, but then once you hit unpause, at least in my experience, I flew through years and years cause I put it on fast mode, knowing that I'm main, I'm mainly doing kingdom maintenance, building allies, marrying off my kids, uh, coming up with schemes and stuff, trying to get claims and lands around me. Sounds like and, your everyday life. And then, then once the war started, I slowed the clock way down because everything happens really fast. The, the battles themselves aren't necessarily fun. It's very still very much slow moving and strategic. So again, not a strategy game for everybody. There's a lot to it, but it is one of the so most like something games. interesting from the perspective of like, again, and you talked about it, like last kingdom, like story wise and decisions, yep. stuff like that. It's interesting to me, but it wouldn't be anything I would ever touch gameplay-wise. And that happens a lot of times. I mean, we were talking before we recorded about Boulder's Gate 3. It looks really cool, but gameplay-wise, it's just not something I personally... I might buy it when it's cheap to give it a shot and see if it can hook me, but gameplay-wise, it's not my type of game. Yep, Um, agreed. So I've uh, the only thing other than uh, Demon Souls that I've been playing is I've been doing a lot of co-op uh, gameplay with Jesse White, and we've been going through Borderlands Three. So when we are nice. when we're co-oping, we're going through the story because he hasn't beat it. I already beat it last year. Sometime. No, I never finished that game either. I told him I don't even think you ever played it. I did play it, just not a lot. Yeah. So we're almost done with. His playthrough. He's also getting... don't talk about me. All right. How about that? How about don't talk about me? I said it in a, like a snobby Tim way too. Like <laughs> I'm like, dude, Tim played paid for like half this game, and I don't think he touched it. <laughs> Jesse's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. He gave me like fifty bucks to buy Jesse White. If you happen to still listen to our show, if you do, thank you very much. Uh, just know that's a complete lie. I definitely played this game. I actually tried starting two different characters, and I just couldn't get it to click for me. But yeah, he didn't know how to, he didn't know how to shoot his gun. Okay. Right. okay. But anyways, um but when he's not on, I've still like been in the mood to play it. In fact I was telling him while I was playing, I was like, I don't know, I feel like like almost like nostalgia. I I'm in the mood to play this game and sure enough I went and looked at some of my memories on Xbox and it was literally a year year ago I was playing this game. So I was like, Oh, okay. So I'm obviously feeling this game from when I played it last year. So I decided to jump in the DLC because we did buy the $100 version, which comes with all of the DLC. So I have all four packs. And I completed one of them, and I'm probably two hours into the second one. The one I completed was uh, Moxie's Great Heist on Handsome Jacks. It's a way too long of a title. <laughs> but overall, pretty good freaking good and it took like six or seven hours so if each one of these is like five to seven hours long then you're looking at almost 30 hours of additional content in this game and it's actually like quality content like moxie's was pretty good the one i'm doing now that i kind of want to talk about is and again i'm only like an hour and a half two hours in is really good 
it's like an old western. So you travel to an entirely different area. You've never been here in Borderlands three, um, or in any other or any of the Borderlands game. And the whole time you're doing this mission, there is a guy who kind of like sets it up. So it's a, it's it's set up like an old western, and so he narrates the story. Oh, that's well, cool. And he'll be talking about you and the bounty hunter came in and blah, blah, blah. And he came into town. And and so he's real cool telling the story. The characters so far are cool. And then I just like the whole like Western setup. It made me Does feel that, like. Is, is it better when it comes to the writing and humor? Because I remember we gave it a little bit of criticism for that. And I think rightly so. That it was a little bit like, oh, back to the same old jokes from before, huh, Borderlands? Yeah, and so, like, they, we were talking, Jesse and I were talking about that too. I was like, you know, I really like Borderlands 3, but it kind of was a fail when it came to like characters and story and yeah. humor. I feel like in this second pack that I'm doing, the, the Western one, again, I'm forgetting the name. It's like Bounty of something. Um, yeah, I think so far it's better. I think the narrator helps it. I also yeah. like the character you meet like soon as you start. Um, the mission you run into, in fact, he narrates you to the character and then you start talking to this character and then things start to unfold. I think it's really well done so far. So it's not these DLC packs work. Do you have to finish the game and then a new series of missions unlocks for you if you own the DLC? Yeah, I think, I think, I don't know if they require you to be done with the game, but I would, they're they're meant to be after the main. Yeah, because I had already beaten the game before any of them even released. So yeah, I that's would... the issue I'm having right now with control too, and I actually am hoping to get back into control this coming week um, as as I'm wrapping as I wrapped up a few other games. And so, because um, I do, I really want to get to that DLC, but of course I have it on PC, and I need to finish the main game before I can do that stuff. But... I mean, my suggestion since you already beat control, and I ended up doing this so I could get to the DLC too, which I I was in the first pack of the DLC for that as well, um, is just put it on easy and fly through. There's yeah, actually and, literally yeah. a mode where you can't die, and that's oh, what really? I, would, I would just, I would just towards the end, I just put it on easy. And some we, of those battles get so tough, but that's what made it fun the first time through. But now it's kind of getting annoying. It's like, man, but I had game. fun the first half of it. The second half, I was like, look, I'm just playing this to, to get, get to, to the, the DLC. DLC. Yeah. So that's yeah. when I turned it on easy mode. I was like, I don't want to die. I'm just going to turn yeah. on easy mode. Well, listen, folks, uh, Mr. Freitas has Speaking joined us. Speaking of easy mode. Speaking of easy mode, <sighs> Dan is here. Hey, Dan, listen, all you missed was a, a t- just a touch, just a tad more of Demon Souls. Uh, I talked a little bit about Crusader Kings 3 and then a little Borderlands 3. That's all you missed. I have a question, though. Is that Are you wearing pink shorts, or is that like a towel draped over you like some sort of greek you do not want diplomat me to move, like you do not want me to move my pink blanket. why can't you just wear clothes you, <laughs> you weird weird person <laughs> because we're trying to get more viewership so i figure if i show my thoughts well i mean this isn't going on youtube so that doesn't it matter. better go well, on youtube it, it might now because of this it might now you know what let's um, just change the artwork that brandon made for us and just apparently yeah. that that's what we'll do It'll just be the leg lamp from Christmas Story. That's all yes. it'll be. Yeah. But it's all Derek's leg. Yeah. All we need is my thighs and Eli running in, calling me an idiot. That's true. For those of you who didn't listen to our previous podcast, which is very few of you probably, there was a great episode and Derek and I had just re- – I think we had just started doing video versions. 
Yeah. And uh, apparently <laughs> it was timing. shower, bath night, something for Eli. And he just came strutting in there. Nothing Please on. That's going to be our, <laughs> that's going to be the fun house moment, right? Where yeah. everyone's accusing you guys of uh, inappropriate. That's true. They could dig it up like, later. When I they guess. could. It's, I mean, I, I edited it out, but yeah. Um, <laughs> that whole thing is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, let's not go down that road. Let's no. talk instead about something goofy and fun and silly that I just bought yesterday and just started playing today. And it's Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Finally bought it. I bought it on the Xbox so Derek could also play it. And uh, yeah. played through four or five levels today. And my kids really loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's super charming. Uh, mm-hmm. Visually looks really nice. Um, very clever writing. Like really fun. Very kind of Ratchet and Clank. If you like that kind of start as, far, as far as the vibe goes. As far as overall quality and fun to play. It's not up there with Ratchet and Clank or mm-hmm. Mario in my opinion. But it's, it's still different. really it's still really good. Like it's not trying to be those things exactly either. Keep that in mind. Yeah. It's Um, its own thing. It is its own thing thing. that it is. Isn't my cup of tea, but I'm not going to sit here and call it trash. In fact, it's heavy, heavily relies on platforming. There's like not much in terms of combat. I mean, it's all probably the thing I am not the biggest fan of. Yeah. Like lots of timing. Uh, The first power you get allows, allows you to phase items in and out of the environment. So as you jump, you phase things in to land on a platform, but then the other one, the next one is phased out. So you have to, a lot of timing and things like that. Does it move so. more smoothly than, so they remade it, obviously. They made that that triple pack there of the original three. Does it move more smoothly than even those do, or is it about the same? I never, I never played the trilogy, so okay. I don't know. But I do think this one moves very smoothly. Okay. Uh, once you get a feel for how both Crash and Coco, they, they control exactly the same. It's just a, a reskin if you like Coco instead. Uh, my daughter loved Coco, and as soon as she saw Coco, she was like, "I love her." So she's a big fan. Um, but Crash maintains. I think he maintains a likable uh, yeah. kind of idiot personality. I honestly he's kind of a dope. Wouldn't be surprised at all if like um, Activision tries to get some sort of studio to make like start making like a, a series on some Little channel or, or like a movie yep. or something. Like, cause, well, like, dude, visually, the villains are funny. Yeah. The yeah. villains made me kind of chuckle. Like it's all very like Saturday morning cartoon fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean that as a compliment. So yeah, uh, the platforming I think is clever. And some of the tips and uh, not tips, some of the uh, moves and tricks that I know they'll have you pull off later in the game. I know it gets tough. So I, I've heard that from a lot of people. And I, even in the early levels, I'm like, oh, that was a little challenging. That timing right there. Um, they give you lots of reasons to replay. You can unlock fun costumes and skins by getting all the gems. And you unlock gems by bashing all the boxes in a level, finishing under a certain amount of time, only dying a certain number of times. Um, there's a couple other challenges in every level to get all the. And once you get all the gems from a level, that unlocks something for you, some kind of skin, something silly. Yeah. So unlockable. It's crown. a it's a really good game. I don't know that it's like because I don't have the nostalgia for it myself. I think if I yeah. did, I would be thoroughly in love. But since I don't have the nostalgia, I think it's good. I think it's a really good game. So realistically, is it something you will continue to play or is it something you're like, "Uh, oh, I want to try it out and now I'm done." No, I'll be I'll beat this game. This is a really fun game. So I'll keep playing okay. it. Yeah. All right, that's it's good. also a really good one to have on while the kids are around too. You know, there's certain games that we like to play that my wife is like, are you seriously playing that in front of all the kids right now? Um, and this is not one of those. This is one that you can play with like all the kids. Mortal Kombat. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Mortal Kombat or even something like Crusader Kings 3, uh, as I was talking about earlier, just because some of the 
I forget what it was, but something came up on screen that described this horrible scenario that just happened. And I'm getting backstabbed by somebody. And my son Shepard was just standing there reading it real loud. He's like, he did what to you? I'm like, shut up. He cut you open in your innards, fella. Zip it. Zip it, son. Um, So so I really really like Crash 4. So to make Gaston happy, because we know he actually listens to our show. Uh Uh-huh. We ne- we had no intentions of buying this, but I thought it was hilarious that I like texted you guys and I'm like, hey, you know, the group is just like nonstop talking about how great this game is. I'm kind of intrigued by it. And then Tim's like, yeah, so am I. I'm going to go ahead and buy it. So, <laughs> so yeah. I just wanted to point out that we, even though we're extremely uh, famous. Yes. And- <laughs> That's extremely word. famous. Extremely That's- famous. We still listen to you, little people, when you talk we about. We really do. Mm, mm. Yeah, this so one is worth. This one is worth the money, even if you're not necessarily a longtime fan. Like I put myself in that camp. I'm not a longtime fan of Crash. I actually didn't like the Crash, the original oh, Crash Tim. game I played on PS1. I didn't like that game at all when I when I was younger. Maybe now I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. But I really didn't like it back then. But I think it's also because I was deep into the Nintendo's better than PlayStation mindset. And I'm like, Mario 64 is so much better than this. Well, okay, I mean, yeah, but they're very different. Yeah. So, but Mario anyway, is better. I mean, it is yeah. better. I actually, <laughs> I'm on the final, uh, I'm almost done with Mario 64 and the next up is Sunshine. I've been going oh, nice. through those as well too. So Mario 64, by the way, if you stop messing with the camera, it's not bad. Like I know I talked yeah. about that before. Like give us camera controls. They... This game is like, what is it now? 25 years old, almost, I think. And they created a 3D camera system, which had never been created before. Because the 3D camera, the concept of the 3D camera in a, on a console with a, with a controller mm-hmm. just didn't exist. And they created it in a way that I think almost every scenario on every level, it smartly readjusts itself. Yeah. And you just have to be okay with not all, like I'm used to being able to center the camera behind my character whenever I have something challenging. But if you just accept the fact that they want you to kind of go at a diagonal run for this one, I started to really have a lot more fun with it and leave the camera alone. It, it definitely can get caught on certain oh, things yeah. or like if you're yeah. in the corner of it, like a kind of a smaller compact area for sure. Um, but it but is I mean, just like, you know, light years better if you just leave it alone, yeah. except for when it gets stuck. Then I, I think it's also end. maybe like because you have the nostalgia for it and you played it. Maybe some of that is almost like coming back where you're just kind of accepting the the faults of that camera. Whereas like if a kid was trying to do it now, they would dic- they would get super frustrated. I think that's true, except that I had my son Shepard play it and he has played through and beat Odyssey, loves it. He actually some just kids beat, then. <laughs> he just beat Galaxy. Yeah. And he was like he actually kind of he really digs the old school vibe of Mario 64, like yeah, the yeah. real flat polygonal non, um, I didn't mean to say non-descriptive, non-detailed yeah, uh, yeah. environments yeah. and characters. He thought it was kind of a cool throwback and he was, and I told him, I was like, just try not to mess with the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in Mario Odyssey, you got a great camera to kind of get any, and galaxy as well. You mm-hmm. can see any angle that you need to, but, um, and he, Really liked it. Oh, he's he's like, one of the good oh ones. yeah, it's better. Yeah, he's, he's one, he's of, one of the good ones. Yeah, people will whine about it otherwise. <laughs> I also wanted to mention since so Crash Bandicoot Four. I think we've said everything we need to say about that well, good game. Before good we game. move to the next thing, just you need to do it today though if you want to do this. If you haven't done it yet, since you bought it on Xbox, if you go on Xbox Rewards, yeah, you can get six thousand points for your purchase. So that's what? six dollars. How do I do that? Just on their website. 
Well, you can do it on their website. They have an Xbox Rewards website, or you can do it on your Xbox. There's a rewards app, and you go in there, and it's a punch card. And if you've I've never used that before, yeah, I do it all the time. So I can't do it because I didn't buy it. But you, under your account, you just go on there and you punch the card, and they give you six thousand rewards points, which comes out to six dollars. Is that part mm-hmm. of the? Is that on their app too? You think? I wonder if it's on their app. Free money. I think they have had an Xbox Rewards app, but do do do. Well, I'll have to look that up. Are Maybe you talking while... about the Game Pass one? The Game. I was Pass. just looking. At, I was just looking at the normal Xbox app on my phone, but I'll I'll check it out. I will go take a look. Yeah, at that. but I think it ends today, so you got to do it today. Okay. Um, other thing I did want to mention, another one that we left out last week, and if you listen to the show, you heard I actually purchased it during the show, and um, I played it a good amount, and I do plan on finishing this one too, and that's Star Wars Squadrons. Um, I don't know if maybe I missed something. I've heard others talk about this as, oh, it's too bad it doesn't look better. I think this game looks amazing. Hmm. Um, I think it looks really, really good. It's And it's a very... I shouldn't say very because I've never flown in space. It feels like what could be a relatively realistic take on space battling, specifically in the Star Wars universe, of course. Is it just nitpickiness? Like, I don't understand. It, it's a little nitpicky. It doesn't feel nearly as arcadey. Um, there's not like you don't hit a button and you do this awesome, cool, like Star Fox roll. Sure. You have to actually pitch into that roll, things like that. So, um, uh, but anyway, it, it's fun. And I think there's a cool story there. You actually play on both sides. You play on the it, it, the opening part is set between episodes three and four, and then some big stuff happens, and then it jumps you ahead till after the Empire is defeated in episode six. Spoilers from thirty years ago. Damn it! Tim. Um, actually, more than that, thirty-eight <laughs> years ago. Anyway, um, it jumps till after episode six, but before episode seven. So now you're. But it keeps going back and forth. You play a character who's on the Imperial side, so you get to fly a TIE fighter, and a character who's on the uh, Rebels and eventually Republic side, so you get to fly an X-Wing. It's just really cool. I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, it's really, really neat. It's kind of the same thing as uh, the Jedi The Fallen Order from last year. If that Mm -hmm. were a non-Star Wars action-adventure game, I probably would have thought, hey, what a really cool new IP. What a fun game. But it's got some flaws. But since it was Star Wars... I easily flew through it, like glossed way over any of its flaws. Like this game is perfect. You sure did. Because I Tim. love Star. Because I love Star Wars so much. <laughs> you know and that so, flaw of it not being like Dragon Age. You know, this is the same thing with Star Wars Squadrons. If this were just right like uh, another E Valkyrie or is it E Valkyrie? Whatever that flying yeah, that space. Well, yeah, that one's a, a, a kind of has more sim elements. I think it does. If but if it were. A game that it's an IP I don't really care about yeah, is yeah. what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Then I'd probably think, oh, that's fun. Probably not worth my 30 bucks, but that yeah. was fun. This one to me is totally worth it because I love Star Wars so much. Yeah. So I think it's cool. And if you're a Star Wars fan, there's lots of cool touches in there. I haven't tried it? multiplayer, but uh, it's 40 bucks full yeah. price. Nice. But if you get it on, um, I don't know if they st- they're still doing that or not. But if you, I think that's over now. But yeah, Derek gave me a good tip to go get rocket league on epic games and they gave you a free ten dollar uh, voucher yes, yes, yes. to use on any purchase which i used um it'll totally go on sale so this is one that it's like if you're curious about it and you like star wars just wait for the holiday sales i i feel pretty good that this will be on sale in the near future i mean um, yeah I'll, it'll be something i'll get later on just to experience vr yeah yeah i do i am curious about the vr piece but i need to get myself an oculus of some sort if i want to do that i guess or Vive or whatever. Don't even get me started on the Oculus. I, I don't complain a lot, especially if I buy something. But 
Facebook kind of screwed over anybody who bought the original because they just released the original like less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in stock, so a lot of people are having trouble getting it around the holiday time. So you had people scalping. So I was lucky I didn't overpay. I actually only paid $360 for mine, and it was a $400 Oculus. They now rele- are releasing a second version, which is better, for 300 yeah, which is a much better price point. So it's yeah. yeah, so it's cheaper, it's better, better. and it's mm-hmm. less than a year later. Like that to me is when you're like crossing the line of being dickish. I mean, the technology like, is getting better, right? Maybe just more. No, but that, than they anticipated. that that's like <laughs> yeah. having a bunch of people buy, like in the video card world, spend like twelve to fifteen hundred dollars on their RTX sure. twenty eighty Ti, and then like six months, nine months later, being like. RTX 3080 is coming out. It's the same same build, everything. It's just $800 cheaper. Yeah. You know, like that type of stuff. People would complain about that. Yep. No, I got you. I feel like Nintendo did that with the 3DS, but maybe it wasn't a new version of it. I can't remember. Well, they made the new like... 3DS, but that was like... That was way after. Maybe yeah. it was just the price drop that I'm remembering, but... Yeah. Um. All right. Dan, you had written Little Nightmares on here. Yeah. Trying that one out. Um, so I, I actually wanted to get to the DLC before we recorded, but I, I unfortunately didn't. So um, the DLC goes um, a bit further into the story, certain aspects, certain um, it's like these little critters that you find called gnomes in the game. And I guess the DLC goes a bit more into their uh, backstory as to like why they're even there. Um, I was trying to just get some information because the game's a little there's not a lot of information that you gather from the game. There's no like voice acting. Um, it's described as like a horror, uh, action, um, sorry, puzzle platformer, but it's not totally horror. It's not like a dead space or like an evil within it's, I, I'd say it's more like, it looks creepy though. It, yeah. I would say it's more like creepy suspenseful, like more creepy, more on the creepy side, but like a bit of suspense. But like, I guess if you're going to be more, uh, general about it, it, you would call it a horror, um, puzzle platformer, but you essentially play this little, apparently little girl. I thought it was like not an actual human, but you play this uh, little girl named Six. Um, she's just dressed in this raincoat, and the game just opens with her waking up from like this nightmare, and you're on this um, weird, massive, giant like metal ship called the Maw, and you're going through the ship, and you're like I said, it's it's um, a puzzle platformer, so like. You know, you're moving boxes to try to get up to like a ledge to jump over to this thing and hit hit like a switch to turn off the electricity that's on the ground so you can cross over so you don't like fry and and die and have to start over. Um, but the horror element is like um, there's like these certain portions where these like leeches show up in the dark and they kind of try to consume you um, or like there's like this eyeball in the wall that's like kind of uh, projecting this light and you want to hide behind cover so you know you staying in the shadows if the light hits you then you sort of like evaporate um the story it, it's it's hard to say what really is like the story cuz again you're just this little girl that's trying to escape off the ship it seems like they're like keeping children on the ship like and doing bad things to them and my mind's still blown that it's on a ship i really thought it was like yeah. in an old house or something like well, every visual i've seen from this to me looked like you were in some old lady creepy lady's house or something i really didn't there's different portions so as you're so as you're working through the game i guess you're kind of going further up the ship 
and you actually get to this part where it's it's actually a restaurant and that part is super creepy um because there's like these like just large very large gluttonous people and it's almost like a restaurant so i i think there's like some weird stuff going on with like maybe like uh, nothing grosser than a bunch of fatties am i right oh. <laughs> yeah well especially if they're potentially eating the children i, I i'm almost wondering <gasps> if that's what they're like implying but they don't uh... think, like as you're going through the stages there's certain portions where there's body bags and like there's these things on hooks like hanging and it's like it's clearly a human body but like is it like an adult or is it a kid that's really messed up yuck um, and- dude that's dude i remember that feeling mild spoilers for the witcher here there's a, a pretty major set of quests relatively early in that game that involved children being eaten that I kind of forget, was I messed remember up that. yeah yeah it's the uh it's those three witches oh yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah oh yeah they're even like wearing their legs and stuff when you okay. feel, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah i remember the oh. witches yeah messed um, up anyway sorry yeah so okay so this puzzle platformer is it like does it control well like it always looked to me a little bit like yarny in terms of the way it controls it Not controls yarny, the bad the controls aren't bad um okay and is it fun the moment to moment stuff is it actually fun solving it's, the puzzles? it's not super fun but it's not like i don't know it, it's definitely it's something derek wouldn't like because <laughs> it's almost trying to go for like a bit of like a an artsy angle a little bit and yeah you like, can tell Ooh. he doesn't like it. he's already playing a video game ignoring yeah, us. exactly he's like i don't care about this um yeah, it's it's definitely more kind of like trying to be artsy, but like really creepy and like again kind of gross with like the potential, you know, notion of like I, I think those giant people are coming onto this like vessel and and there's like a restaurant there and and you're like this really sm- again it says that she's a girl but she's like malnourished but like in the game the stages are like human proportion like normal human proportion but she looks like she's almost like a figurine size. Like, it's really weird, but it's, you know, when I was reading the description of it, it says that she's just a small, like, small girl. Uh, so the ship and the creatures or people, whatever they are in it, might be just huge, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's very creepy, and yeah. Halloween's approaching, so if it's something... And it's on, like, on every platform now, too, which is cool, so yeah. if that appeals to anyone listening, like, you can get it just about anywhere at this point. And the DLC you actually play as a different character? So there's there's some sort of again I wish I had played the DLC because I know this they divulge a bit more of the story of what's going on with the uh, like I said the gnomes I, I forgot the gnome there's like these little like almost like mini pyramid head looking dudes that are like scurrying about and they at sometimes they're scared of you or sometimes they kind of approach you and they're like curious and you can hug them um, and that's almost like a little unlockable thing like when you're doing uh, chapter select it'll show like how many out of how many gnomes you've you found and hugged. Um, I, there's something going on there with the gnomes. Um, I don't know what the deal is, so I'll, I'll play the DLC and maybe I'll have more information or something <laughs> more interesting to say about them on the next episode. But nice. um, and I think that goes into because they announced Little Nightmares two, and that's co. Oh, okay, yeah, that's going to yeah, be co op. Yeah. So I think it's actually the two characters from this game from the DLC and sense. then the one that you're playing, uh, the little girl six. So um nice yeah i got it on super sale it, it was like it was right under seven bucks yeah it's been really cheap pretty much on every platform at different times yeah so i would say if you're interested in it definitely wait for a sale you can get it for i think as much as like 80 percent off depending on the platform yeah i got the um, um i got, got the, it on the ps4 yeah i got the complete edition it was like six dollars and change it's normally 30 i i yeah. wouldn't i would have been kind of upset 
if I paid thirty dollars yeah. because <laughs> it was pretty short. Like Renee was sitting next to me and I finished and she's like, It's over already? I'm like, Well there's <laughs> DLC, but like it, it took me less than four hours, I think. Yeah. So that's not a very long game. No. Six dollars, that's fine. Yes. I'm with you there. Yeah. yeah. I would have been more like if it was full price, like fifteen, maybe twenty, I would have been okay for the complete yeah. edition. But thirty right. bit of a stretch. Yep. No, I got you. I got you. All right. Well, let's get Derek back in here. Uh, let's hook you guys both back in, actually, because we're gonna we're gonna debate and disagree on a few things. We're gonna start a new segment. I'm calling the current gen tourney. And uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a list of things. Typically, it might just be the best games from a certain period or from a certain console. We'll see all the different directions we might go with it. We'll keep it simple this time. And we're going to jump back exactly 10 years to the year 2010. And we're going to look at the best games of 2010. And we're going to put them in a 32 seed uh, seed, uh, bracket seeded with 32 different teams. And so here's the rules. And by the way, the link is on the notes. So if you guys want to click over there, you can see the bracket and see the matchups as I go through. I won't do a screen share or anything, but you can just, I think it should update as I update it. And then I'll put in our votes. Basically, every matchup is going to be we each get one vote, and whoever gets two or more wins. Okay. Obviously, I was going to ask if we're involving like the Facebook group, or is this just between nope. the three? Of this us? is just this is just three of us tonight. We're going to go through it right now, and we'll pick the winners. We'll we'll whittle it down to our best game of 2010. So here's how we got the the list. Um, I texted with Derek and Dan earlier this week to let them know, like, hey, are there other games of 2010 you want to make sure are included? Uh, I was going to go with 16, but there's so many games that are in that almost top tier. Uh, so we extended it to 32 and made sure that we included some games that you guys mentioned on our text chain there. So we have 32 games on a list. We didn't have to nominate any that weren't going to be included already based on Metacritic scores. And I got rid of duplicates. I got rid of obscure games that maybe none of us had played. Sorry, I just made the call on some of those. Like, we're not going to even talk about this one. And then we agreed, let's get rid of annual sports games. Um, I included in that annual releases. So if you guys remember back in the day, things like Guitar Hero and Rock Band had a new game almost every year for a little while there. So sorry if this upsets you, but I got rid of Rock Band 3. Now, if we wanted to to rank Rock Band, I feel like that should be ranked during the year that it originally came out. That was, it was new. It was cool. It had a drum set. You know, that's just my opinion. I I don't know. Um, So we got rid of that one. Uh, even though it came out that year. And then really any other kind of DLC or like there was a major World of Warcraft DLC expansion that year. We're not going to include that. Um, Any kind of collections or remasters, uh, re-releases, we're not going to include those. And so the reason I say that is because one of the best reviewed games of 2010 was Pac-Man Championship Edition DX, which I can confirm is a really fun version of Pac-Man. But let's also be honest, it's Pac-Man. So um, there's there's nothing there that I think is worthy of being considered uh, for best game of the year, uh, in my opinion. So I am going to pull up the list here, and I'll go through them, and then we'll start going through the matchups one at a time. Um, all right, so this is, this is alphabetically. I'm going to go through this list alphabetically. We have Alan Wake, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Battlefield Bad Company 2, Bayonetta, Bioshock 2, Call of Duty Black Ops, Cave Story, 
Darksiders, Donkey Kong Country Returns, Enslaved, Odyssey to the West, Fable 3, Fallout New Vegas, Final Fantasy 13, God of War 3, God of War Ghost of Sparta, Gran Turismo 5, Halo Reach, Heavy Rain, Kirby's Epic Yarn, Limbo, Mafia 2, Mass Effect 2, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, Metroid Other M, Need for Speed Hot, Hot Pursuit, which I think they're making a remake of that, by the way, I just heard. Yeah. Um, Red Dead Redemption, Real uh, Red Steel Two. I almost said Real Steel Two. You ever see that Hugh Jackman movie, Real Steel? No, it's, <laughs> it's not bad. No. It's it's not bad. It's not bad. Actually, yeah, um, it's pretty good. Uh, Red Steel Two, uh, Sid Meier's Civilization Five, Splinter Cell Conviction, Super Mario Galaxy Two, Super Meat Boy, and Vanquish. So here's the rule. Essentially, if none of us have played a certain game, we just have to admit that we didn't really play it, or at least not played enough to really give it a to make a case for it, then I think that game should automatically lose. Mm. And if none of us have played either game in a matchup, then it's just higher seed wins. And we go on to the next, next, just to kind of keep us moving. Otherwise we'll get stuck trying to figure things out here. So, all right. So number one matchup, and this is all seeded by their Metacritic rankings. And if any of them were tie, I use the user ranking as the tiebreaker. So in our number one seed, we have super Mario galaxy. And that is faced off with our number 32 seed, mafia 2 mm. uh which yeah. is interesting because i've just recently played mafia 2 so i actually do have an opinion on this one um but i don't think it's really close mario galaxy 2 is far and away a better overall game but mafia 2 is good so my think? opinion is i probably actually enjoy mafia 2 more um just because i just played it as well and i enjoyed it i love the story and that Gameplay was okay, but objectively, Super Mario Galaxy 2 is the better game. Not just because everybody says it is, it just plays better. It's the better game. Yeah. So that would get my vote. Yeah, Mario Galaxy 2, I think. Dan, any thoughts on that one? I actually, so I've probably only played about a couple hours of Galaxy 2, and I never played Mafia 2, so. Well, there you go. There you go. (laughs) So that is... The winner. Do you guys see that one populating on the tournament bracket? I do not. No. You might have to hit refresh. I'm not sure how that works. but All right, so Mario moves to round two. Uh, all right, in the second game, we've got our middle-ranked games. We've got Call of Duty Black Ops facing off against Heavy Rain, uh, number 16 versus number 17. Uh, I have played Black Ops, and I, th- I loved that game. I thought the campaign was really, really good, and the multiplayer was a blast. I really started to lose interest in Call of Duty in the years that followed. Uh, as the other Black Ops games and other stuff came out. But this first Black Ops game I thought was fantastic, and I've never played Heavy Rain, so I have to vote for Black Ops. Oh, really? You never played Heavy Rain? Nope. Oh, jeez. All right, so Heavy Rain is, like, one of my favorite story-driven games, so that one's going to be my vote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I never played the first Black Ops. I I definitely have heard uh, great things about it, but I, I love Heavy Rain. That, that story... Um definitely pulls at your heartstrings so and so I mean, heavy rain wins two to one it sounds like you know, it goes in all get sorts the, of different get directions. the freak out of here call of duty boy call of duty is out of here all right next up we have number eight assassin's creed brotherhood against number 25 sorry dan uh final <laughs> fantasy 13 yeah <laughs> um i have not played enough 13 to really vote for it sure and but i'm not necessarily the biggest fan of ac brotherhood i liked it but i thought Looking back on the series now, it's one of the weaker entries. I didn't think it was that great. Um, but that'd be my pick between the two, just because I haven't played enough of Final Fantasy. Mm. 
This one's this one's actually really hard for me because I I love I super love the Assassin's Creed games and especially that trilogy there with um with Ezio. Yeah, and yeah. even if that one was perhaps the weaker one, like it's just Ezio is is still like either def the best assassin if not one of the best assassins in the whole series it did introduce a cool thing of bringing in other assassins yeah. right yeah that was cool i liked the kind of habit yeah and you can send them off and like do quests and get like experience and bring yeah. things back they added a lot more strategy and rpg elements uh, i did like that a lot yeah but i game. love i love final fantasy but the thing is this is my least favorite final fantasy so uh this one's true derek what do you what do you have what do you have to say I'm the wild card. I'm waiting for you to vote inevitably for Final Fantasy. <laughs> uh, you know what? Story is important to me, and it's the nope. weakest Final Fantasy. So, you know, this is probably blasphemous, but I'm actually going to pick Assassin's Creed. So, yep. All right. Yeah, I was actually going to go with Assassin's Creed, and I liked Final Fantasy 13 a lot. Um, I didn't beat it, but I liked it a lot. Brotherhood, the reason why I picked it is because it has an amazing ending like a nice like awe moment like what the freak just happened so well they do connect the modern day stuff in brotherhood really well they were in the beginning overall yeah derek you and i talked about this a lot how we actually like the modern day stuff a lot of people get mad at the modern day assassin's creed stuff i was always fascinated by kind of that sci-fi approach to this hilarious things where i won't say everybody but a large group i I won't even say it's the the small, the loud, small group. I think it was a large group of people that complained about modern day Assassin's Creed stuff. And then as soon as they got rid of it, that group, it feels like I'm not, I don't actually have factual proof, but it felt like that group then flipped and went, why'd you guys get rid of the, the modern day story? <laughs> I know it's crazy. it's crazy. Yeah. The modern day story is really weak in the most recent ones. Um, well, cause after three, yeah. they just were like, well, that's now what yeah like that that's that thing happened that big moment happened and it's like uh what do we do they had potential with four they did some cool stuff where you're actually like working for them and it yeah. seems like this fun like touristy thing and they could have really turned that on its head and had you do some crazy stuff but they didn't do enough yeah. but all right so now next up we have number nine super meat boy against number 24 vanquish um again i have to show my hand a little early here i've only played super meat boy and it's fun I don't love it, but it is very fun. So I have to vote for that because I never played Vanquish, but I wouldn't be surprised if you guys both pick Vanquish because I think you both like that one, I think. Vanquish, I never finished, but it's super badass. So <laughs> that's pretty much I'm the just going to pick Vanquish just because Super Meat Boy is trash. Have you played Vanquish? <laughs> you have to have played it. I did. All right. And even if I didn't, I would lie that I did. I know you would. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> that too. I was break like, the there's, rule. No way, there's no way I'm letting Super Meat Boy win. All right, so that is our first upset, as at least according to the Metacritic rankings. Vanquish at number ranked number twenty four has moved into the second round here. All right, next up we've got number four, God of War three, oh, against number twenty nine, Red Steel two, and this is a pretty lopsided matchup in my opinion. Yep. I have played at least some of Red Steel two back in the day, and then I played more recently the God of War three remastered edition on PS four. I think it was remastered edition. Um, yeah, my word, what a what a good game! Now I love the new direction of God of War way way more, of course. Yeah. But I loved God of War three; thought it was great. Yeah, I think um, I forget if it was on current gen or the previous show. Um, I had mentioned that I think God of War three is actually the strongest one out of that trilogy. 
Yeah, I think you might be right. So, to be honest. Derek, is it God of War 3 for you there too? It is, it is. Yeah, it's got to be. All right, so that one moves on without too much difficulty. Now we have Metal Gear Solid. So it's two PSP games matching up here, I think. Hmm. Isn't Peace Walker a PSP game? Yeah. Yeah, they eventually uh, Going up, up against uh, God of War Ghost of Sparta. Now, the story for Peace Walker is really interesting, and they do some cool things in Metal Gear Solid Five actually, that are really connected back to Peace Walker. I did a lot of reading up on that, but I never played the game, and I've heard mixed reviews on the actual gameplay. I think some people like it, others don't. So I never played the game. I just know the story is really interesting. But God of War goes to Sparta. Here's all I remember about that game. It played, it looked and played a lot like the normal God of War game I was used to, but it was on PSP, so it was handheld, which was really, really cool. But I couldn't really tell you one significant moment or story beat from that game. So mm. I liked it. I remember thinking it was cool to play it on PSP, but I don't know if it's great or not. So I'm curious what you guys think about both of these. I have to vote God of War because it's the only one I played. I have to vote actually Metal Gear because I may have played God of War because I own the collection on PS2 and I think it released on PS3. I owned it both, but I don't, I may have played like 10 minutes of it, but Peace Walker, I actually invested a good amount of time because I got it. Did you like playing that game? Was it fun to play? No. Peace Walker? I thought that was the weakest one because I I went through a little like kind of how I got into Dark Souls and stuff. I did that with Metal Gear where everybody talked about how great it was. And I went back and beat Metal Gear 2, 3, 4, and then I went to Peace Walker and I started playing. I was like, and I think I did what you did and I researched why it was so great because there's some certain things about it, like story-wise. Especially the ending of the story ties into 5. Yeah, But the game stunk. So I was like, no. The levels That's generally are what clearly I clearly a PSP game. The levels are like super small and generic, and it was it wasn't fun. Yeah, but I'm going to vote for that just because I know I invested more time. All right, Dan, you got to break this tie in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I was going to say. Or that. if you haven't played it, then I have to go with Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I was. I I think I played like the demo of Ghost of Sparta, and then like Peace Walker. I played probably about an hour or two. I really haven't played a lot of either one. So we probably have to go with the tiebreaker of Metal Gear. Metal Gear being the higher seed there what i'm guessing yep all right so next up we've got halo reach at number five against i think one of the best underdogs on this list and that's number 28 enslaved odyssey to the west derek let's start with you this time i know you like halo games and i know you like enslaved which one of these would you pick this is actually maybe the hardest matchup in this first round halo reach is like my favorite old school halo so obviously i'm talking that i like halo 4 and 5 better um but enslaves like a really good game but i'm gonna go ahead and vote halo reach okay just because i can actually go back and play halo reach and enjoy it i have enslaved on pc i've tried to go back and play it i'm like oh you're not so good yeah um i actually have to go the other way uh, I like both of these games. They're both really good. They actually, Halo Reach actually has a pretty interesting story too. But Enslaved not only has a great story, but Andy Serkis is really the main driving force of this game. He plays the main character and the villain at the end. Um, he's just so good. The writing's good. The story is really interesting. I'm with you, Derek. The gameplay, if they were to remake this or make a sequel, they need to go back to the drawing board because the gameplay is outdated. But that between those two, I would pick Enslaved. I think it's just a better overall experience. Whereas Halo Reach is cool, but also just more Halo. 
So Dan, what do you think? Well, I think all Halo games are terrible. So, um, in Slate, you've never played Halo, right? Any of them? I mean, I I have, but not like I, I played like some multiplayer of like a couple okay. of them here and there, but. Uh, but have you played Enslaved? Yes, um, and I did like it. I just I never finished it. I think I think something else just distracted me. Um, but what I did play, I, I did like. I liked the vibes. The story seemed very interesting. I wish okay. I did. So there's it. another upset. We've got Vanquish and Enslaved moving on to round Don't know two. How that ended? Um, Enslaved, by the way, is a really cool story. It's at least so worth watching. Jesse on YouTube. White and Rob Rinaldi and all them. They just clicked the delete button to their subscription to our show <laughs> probably so probably so sorry enslaved is a better now if we're well whatever um, uh, there's other halo games that halo would have won terrible just overall. it's the same thing with it's the same thing with final fantasy there's other entries that are just way better um and reach is good but not the best final um, Fantasy, all right. great series then we have cave story at number 12 going up against splinter cell conviction at 21 dan i'll start with you this time have you played both of these i've not played either no all right, so your vote has to go to Cave Story for being higher seed. What about you, Derek? Oh, Splinter Cell Conviction all the way. Not even I mean, close. I don't know if I have to say much else about it till we get to the next round for this one, but I'm with you. Splinter Cell Conviction might be the best Splinter Cell game, and I love that series. I have played Cave Story, and um, and I think it's a charming little indie game, but Splinter Cell Conviction is a much better game. So we're giving it to that one. Alrighty, Mass Effect 2 is our number two seed. It's facing off with the second worst on this list. I shouldn't say worst. That makes it sound bad. <laughs> the second lowest ranked on this list, and that's Metroid Other M, the very uh, controversial and uh, fight-causing Metroid Other M. Now, here's something interesting. We've talked about this before. I have not played enough Mass Effect 2. I'm still waiting for a remastered trilogy of some kind to come out so I can really go through that whole trilogy and give it its due. Um, to, I can't really vote for it because I haven't played enough, if I'm being honest. Only a couple hours, and I never really got into really any of the original Mass Effect games, mm-hmm. which is crazy because I think I would love them. Um, I've also never played Metroid Other M. I had moved on from the Wii at that point when that came out. I hadn't yeah. really played it anymore. So I have to vote for Mass Effect 2. I don't really have a choice. Okay. I mean, it, it's not even a competition of Mass Effect <laughs> So Metroid Other M is what you're saying. <laughs> All right, we're going Mass Effect. <laughs> Dan, um, you've played both of those or no? Yeah, I, so I've I played and beat Mass Effect 2 um, and played a little bit of Metroid Other M. Um, I, but, I, I, I guess I would, I would have to pick yeah. Mass Effect. I don't actually understand the hate of Metroid Other M, though. I think it's people who are diehard Metroid fans didn't like the direction they took it. I think mm-hmm. if it were a different IP, they probably would have thought it was fine. But people didn't like what they did with the character and the fighting style. Yeah, and all that I, stuff. I didn't. I don't know. All right. Next up, we have number 15 versus number 18. That's Battlefield Bad Company 2 going up against Donkey Kong Country Returns for the Wii. Absolutely. Um, Dan, let's start with you. Which one of these two would you pick? They're pretty closely ranked as far as Metacritic is concerned. Which one would you pick? Kong all day. All right, we got one for return to form for Donkey Kong. We've got one for DK. What about you, Derek? Oh, I'm Donkey Kong returns. I think that's a great game. Outstanding. Yeah, I'm there with you guys in that one. So good, they just keep re-releasing it everywhere. Well, that (laughs) tropical freeze you're thinking, but that one also tropical freeze was good. No, they did it with returns. Did they? All right, then we have um, really one of the earlier kind of puzzle platformers with the horror spin games that. 
I think, spun off a ton of other copycats, like the one you described tonight. I think Little Nightmares is probably also inspired by this game, and that's mm-hmm. Limbo going up against Darksiders, which was a shameless God of War knockoff. But the good news is they actually did a pretty good job with it. Darksiders is a really good game. Um, yeah. I, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, if a game borrows from another franchise, some people hate that and they get mad about it. I don't, not if they do it well. You know, That's why I enjoyed stuff like Ashen. Um, cause I thought they did a good job ripping off the souls. I kind of wish it was Bayonetta versus Darksiders. Cause those two games actually at the time came out at about mm-hmm. around the same time and Darksiders sold way more sadly. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. But I didn't know Bayonetta, I think objectively is a better game, but well, you know. um, so between these two, I personally, I found limbo to be a much more like eye opening and memorable game. I've played it through several times now. Mm-hmm. It's not a very long game either, but I love Limbo. It's one of those games that made me go, I think I love all indies. And it turns out to be not true. There's a lot of garbage indies out there. But Limbo is a really good one. That's my pick. What do you What do you guys pick? Um, well, I, I never finished Limbo, but I played a good amount of it. And I did finish Darksiders, but I, I would pick Limbo as well. You guys. <laughs> indies Dark win. <laughs> Darksiders, combat-wise, yes, it borrowed from God of War. We can't deny that. But it also took from Zelda. So it did something it did. in that type of sure. gameplay that had never happened before. So, so is Genshin Impact. You're trash. And Genshin Impact <laughs> is way better than Darksiders. <laughs> Dude, you're going to lose your vote if you don't stop playing video games. Okay, uh, next <laughs> matchup, we've got, we've got number 10, uh, Civ 5, going up number twenty against number 23, Gran Turismo 5. Mm. So the fifth entry in pretty beloved series neither series are ones that I really got into. So yeah, that's going to be a tough one um, for me. Cause I don't really have a strong opinion here. So I'm, I'm curious what you guys think. I haven't played either one as well. So what about you, Derek? Dan, do you Grant- play anything, bro? You're dead to me. Well, I mean, right, right now, oh, I'm trying to have a conversation about video games. <laughs> uh, Grand Turismo 5. I did not play Sid, but you guys know that's not a game. Grand, I think I played all the Gran Turismo's, and I mean, none of them to me are that outstanding, but they will win in this matchup. So let me ask you guys this: since neither Dan or I played either of these, and Derek did, do we give the win to GT Five then? Well, would it has... be whoever has the highest Metacritic or whatever? Yeah, I think it, I think it, we have to stick to those rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so, so Sid had the highest, right? Civ, yeah. Already yeah, whatever. Yep. Okay. I mean, so, it's going to get voted out in the second round because it's trash, but whatever. Um, well, it's against Limbo, so we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> all right, the next matchup, we're almost done with round one here. Uh, we're at number three, Red Dead Redemption, going up against number 30, Fable 3. Ooh. A spunky, spunky Fable 3. Um, my pick here is pretty obvious, but I need to give some love to Fable 3. I love the Fable series, and I'm so excited they're making more. But Fable 3 is not even the best of the Fable series. That's Fable 2 is the best fable game. So um, even if it weren't red dead, it probably wouldn't win. Just depends on what the other game is. But for me, it's an obvious pick of red dead redemption here. That is, that is the obvious choice for me as well. And my obvious choice is fable three. Really? You pick fable three over red dead. Yeah. I like the fable games more and I'm not a huge red dead fan. I thought red dead was good, but I wasn't like in love with it. 
Well, what I like about this too is as we're going through this, and I think we'll actually put a picture up of it into the group. So as you guys listen, you can go look at this picture. We can see the scores. So you can get an idea of how the voting went. Was it a landslide or was it close? All right. Uh, three more matchups in round one. We've got Bioshock 2 at number 14 going up against Kirby's Epic Yarn at number 19. Bioshock 2 against mm. Kirby's Epic Yarn. Couldn't be two more different games. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's easy. It's kind of like when Animal Crossing and Doom released on the same day. It's like, mm. what? Um, I'm going to assume Bioshock 2 is yours, Derek, since you said it's an easy pick. Yeah. Bioshock 2 is, you know, out of all the Bioshock games, it gets trashed on probably the most. Yeah. But it's still a really good game. I actually replayed it not too long ago, and I loved it. I loved it more than when I originally. Yeah, I've played both of these games. Not to, the, I haven't finished either one, uh, but I did play both of them some, and enough to know Bioshock Two is the pick here for me. What about you, Dan? I guess it doesn't matter, but well, I'm curious what yes you would pick. I never actually played Bioshock Two, so I would by default pick Kirby's Epic here. I actually played that, that one. game too, but it is good. Yeah, it's uh, true to all Kirby games. It's cute. Yeah, right but, up uh, Derek's alley for sure. Yeah, here's an interesting one because I've replayed both in the last. How long ago did I play Bayonetta? I want to say it was last year, about a year ago. And then I just replayed Alan Wake like a month and a half ago. So this is Bayonetta at number six versus Alan Wake at number 27. Two really distinct experiences. I think both are really interesting uh, games to go back and revisit. They hold up in their own way. And in other ways, they're also very dated. It just depends on how you look at it. Um, For me, between these two, it's a pretty obvious Bayonetta pick. Um, but I do want to say Alan Wake is a very interesting game, especially now that Control is out and seeing the connections. It's really cool. But um, Bayonetta for me. Dan, what about you? Yeah, I never played Alan Wake, so by default, Bayonetta, I have played that one. So, So Derek, which one of those would you pick? Alan Wake. Alan Wake's a really interesting game. I'm curious to see if they'll make more of those, if they'll continue that. Or if As a feminist, I cannot support Bayonetta. Yes, you can. Um, really? It's, it's everything she's doing is empowering. Okay. Um, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit at number 11, going up against Fallout New Vegas oh. at number 22. I, mean, I have not played either of these. So I have really? to. Really? You haven't played New Vegas either? Oh, wow. Nope. Nope. Yeah, well, New Vegas for sure. But you guys are both picking New Vegas here, right? Yeah. I, I do like Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. In fact, they're re-releasing it, which I thought was strange, to be honest with you. Well, I've heard um, that one's one of the popular ones, right? Well, People I mean, seem to be really excited. Honestly, Need for Speed Most Wanted is probably the most popular. Well, if you're going to go far, like way further back, yeah. yeah. But um, anyways, but yeah, this is... Need for Speed is just not a game I would pick to, to move forward. All right, well, we are in round two now. We've eliminated uh, 16 games. It's time to whittle it down to eight. So we start at the top of this section of the bracket with Super Mario Galaxy 2 going up against Heavy Rain. So this is number one versus number 17. Um, even if, I've, if you, even though I haven't played Heavy Rain, I kind of get the gist of what it's all about. I, I know you guys are saying it's got an emotional punch. Super Mario Galaxy 2 is just one of the best games I think you're actually um, going to get so. disappointed because I'm going to vote Heavy Rain. <laughs> this isn't since this isn't about being objective. I know I said it 
to give it the first round win. Yep. We're picking our favorites, man. It's it's your favorite of these yeah. two. And my and favorite. It's just yep. a really good game. It was a great murder mystery. And so our yeah, I think trend. people give David Cage like way too much grief. Like I don't know why people dislike David Cage. He's trying to be so artsy and like, it's yeah. like he makes interesting games. I don't understand. Like, yeah. Well, I think he did start getting away from what what people did like and start getting a little weird. But yeah, Heavy Rain wasn't one of them that was. I had some weird stuff, but overall, it was more. It was like, hey, I want to create like this mystery story. Yeah. I want to create an investigation story, and he did a good job with it. Does it have holes in it? Yes, but it was actually done pretty well. Yeah, considering all the Dan, different you're angles, a Heavy Rain pick, yeah. right? Considering how many different paths and uh, paths and angles and choices you can make, like the endings, multiple endings, I, I don't know the exact amount, but um, yeah. and, and you know characters, these main characters, there are what four in Heavy Rain, I believe, mm. um, and they can literally die like permanently, and then you don't play as that character. But yeah, like games like Until Dawn and all that, they're inspired by Heavy Rain, like clearly. Yeah. Not just games. We'll say that um, Super Mario Galaxy 2 often gets overlooked because of the original Mario Galaxy. Mm -hmm. It was kind of. And 2 was released so quickly after it, and it felt like an afterthought to a lot of folks, but I I think it's actually the better game. Um, Well, the funny thing is, I would probably vote for it if I actually played it, but we've talked about it before where I didn't play Galaxy or Galaxy 2 that much because I hated Wii controls. Yep. And that's totally fair. When they released Wii controls, but. After that, I was like, nope, I'm not. Yep. All right, so Heavy Rain moves on with much reluctance. Uh, I think that's crazy, but I haven't played Heavy Rain, so I can't think it's that crazy. Well, you got rid of Darksiders, so suck it. (laughs) Fair enough. That's fair. That's fair. Fair enough. All right, next up, we've got number eight, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, facing off with number 24, Vanquish. Dan, let's start with you. Which of those two would you pick? Um... I mean, I, I have played more of Assassin's Creed, and I would say, you know, I, I definitely enjoy that series more. So, so Assassin's Creed over Vanquish, there. Yes, Derek. What about you? Same, yeah. Same reasons why I picked Assassin's Creed Brotherhood the first time. Okay. Yep, that's my pick. Just for no other reason, I haven't played Vanquish. It's funny if we were doing an Assassin's Creed ranking, Brotherhood is not the worst game in the series by any stretch, but I, I have it somewhere in the middle. So I liked I it. I remember correctly it. before they started making their shifts. My my order was like Assassin's Creed Two, Brotherhood, and then like the original and then yeah. three and all that stuff. Like it, yep. it, Brotherhood was like really high up until we got into like Syndicate and stuff. Yeah, once we got to uh, Black Flag and Syndicate and Rogue, it was and... still higher than Black Flag. But everybody knows oh. I don't. All right, so we have God of War at number four going up against Metal Gear Solid, Peace Walker, and I don't think this is much of a discussion. Nope. Sorry if I'm assuming too much here. I think God of War 3 is far and away the better game here, according to all three game. of us. I, I think the Metal Gear series as a whole, you could argue, is better. But no. You mean compared to the God of War franchise? Yeah. Nope. I would have agreed with you up until the new version of God of War. Then now That's it's fair. an actual conversation. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, the, new, the new version of God of War has made me rethink yeah. how good I think that franchise is. Um, but that's but, uh, God of War 3 for sure, yeah. Yep. All right. Then we've got a matchup between two of the underdogs who made it through the second round. It's Enslaved at number 28, going up against Splinter Cell Conviction at number 21. 
Splinter Cell Conviction or Enslaved Odyssey to the West? Derek, what do you think? I'm going to go with Enslaved since they beat, I don't remember who they beat, but they beat somebody I voted. They beat Halo Reach. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give uh, Enslaved the W here. What about you, Dan? What do you think? Well, like I said, I hadn't pl- I've never played Splinter Cell, so I would have to go Enslaved. enslaved. Yeah, if I'm being objective, Splinter Cell Conviction is the better game, but we're picking games that we like more. The idea is you vote for the game that you pick um, based on your experience with it, and I would pick Enslaved. It's just unique. So that one's the winner for me, but not because Splinter Cell's a bad game. It's not. It's a really good game. All right. Well, Ubisoft so that moves on. I think so me. because they haven't made a new one and won't make a new one keeps putting Sam Fisher in other games. <laughs> I think there's a possibility of getting some kind of remaster, but that's about all we would ever get yeah. of that one. I don't think it sold very well. It just has like a cult following, but not enough to make money. All right. Oh, um, so. Are you talking about never getting a Splinter Cell game again? No, Enslaved. Oh, oh, oh. we're talking about, you, damn, we're talking about Splinter Cell, I think. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking of yeah. Enslaved by, uh, was it Ninja Theory who did Enslaved? Yeah, Ninja Theory, yeah. Yeah, it definitely has like a cult feel, uh, following, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. It's, Never... Splinter Cell is going to come back. I just don't know when it will. Unless come back, like so. Microsoft would want to invest in, invest in it because now they own Ninja Theory. But... Yeah, Microsoft could bring back Enslaved. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. All right, we have number two, Mass Effect Two, going up against number eighteen, Donkey Kong Country Returns. Ooh, and so, Returns. it's not a big shocker for me because you guys have played both of these. So I'll let you guys vote. Uh, but I have to pick DK Returns because I haven't played enough mass effect too and i love dk returns so i'm okay with voting for that derek uh, i'm mass effect too. so it's up to me mm-hmm. i'm gonna play i'm gonna pick the kong the kong wins oh dk God. returns Are you <laughs> that's an x it's one of the better platform games i've played in a long time I, i've said this before and i and i completely mean it i don't think mass effect as a series is that great I'm just You're a Dragon right Age now. guy when it comes to Bioware. No, right? Not even. I just don't. I for some reason I just don't get the the crazy love for Mass Effect. I just don't. I think I it's, know, it's good. crazy that it's just actually good. It's you fine. And Andromeda is pretty it's great. Though. Fine. Okay. The characters are super stiff. Like I don't get it. Like I don't know. All right. Next up, we have number seven, Limbo, against number ten, Civ Five. I'm going to stick with my vote before of Limbo for multiple reasons, but I would have picked it even if I had played Civ Five. I think. Hmm. So I'm going with Limbo. What do you pick? Well, I've only played Limbo of the two, so I would pick Limbo. Yep. And it's higher ranked. Derek probably has played neither, right? Nope. So All I right. have to go with Limbo. Right. Limbo's going to take the whole thing. <laughs> Limbo. And by the Limbo. way, I won my first uh, Rocket League game, and now I just tied it at the buzzard. So it's a good thing I'm play- playing this while we're doing it. Yeah, right, you're doing you're doing great. You're doing great. Stepping on my game. Hey, and I'm still podcasting at a high level. Well, <laughs> you're po- you're podcasting. Yeah, podcasting. you're self evaluating yourself um, there. That's fine. <laughs> you're definitely I'm podcasting at a high level. Yeah, you're podcasting. Um, <laughs> you're doing something. Right, we have we have number three Red Dead Redemption going up against number fourteen Bioshock Two. Derek, which do you pick between uh, these two? This is me off. You guys are eliminating all my favorite ones. I'm gonna vote Bioshock Two. Yeah. Well, Dan, what are you gonna pick? I mean, I haven't played Bioshock, but I would still probably pick Red Dead. So, I have played both enough to, I think, give them a fair evaluation. This is actually legitimately a tough pick, but I just have a personal connection with Red Dead Redemption. I do. If it were if it were Bioshock Infinite, 
you might convince me to go with Infinite because I think that game's that's the I think that's the best of the Bioshock games. Mm. I know a lot of people really think I'm crazy for saying that, but oh, I love I the original. Love, I love Infinite. I loved the original. I liked Bioshock Two a lot. I just didn't love it, and then I fell in love with Infinite. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so to me, it's Red Dead, um, but that's not a slight on Bioshock Two. It's just it's a better game. And then we have the last of round two is Bayonetta versus Fallout New Vegas. Ooh. And my vote has to go Bayonetta on this one. But I'm also not a big Fallout fan. You guys know that just from what I've experienced. So I think that might my, my pick anyway. But there's, I mean, people think New Vegas uh, as the, they think of it as the best of the Fallout series. So what do you guys think? I'm going to go New Vegas. Yeah. Very SJ, uh, anti-SJW move, but I'm going to pick Vegas as well. Sorry, Bayonetta. There goes Bayonetta. Go put your clothes back on, Bayonetta. <laughs> Go sit in the corner and be ashamed. <laughs> Think about how you're dressing and how you're behaving. Yeah, throw, throw on a muumuu, why don't you? All right. We are into round three the, with eight remaining games, with already our number one being knocked off in round two and a crazy upset by Heavy Rain. All right, we have number 17, Heavy Rain, going up against number 8, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Ooh. Which one of those makes it to the final four? Is it Heavy Rain or AC Brotherhood, Derek? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going with Heavy Rain. That's my sleeper. All right, well, I'm going to go Brotherhood because that's the only one I've played. And now that it's making it this far, I'm kind of like, do I like this game more than I thought? It's funny the way this thing can mess with your mind. Yeah. Um, but I'm, of course, all in on Brotherhood. Uh, what do you think, Dan? Damn. Yeah, no, that you've played both. This is this is tough. I was so high on the on the Assassin's Creed series like around that time, but Heavy mm-hmm. Rain is just so special. Uh, all right, Heavy Rain, winning that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say Heavy Rain. Yeah. Based on what you've said about both, that's I would going suggest that's why it sounds like you like that one more. Yeah, I'm going with my gut. All right, now we've got God of War three going up against Enslaved, and um, in my opinion, this is where the Cinderella run for Enslaved at number twenty eight comes to an end, mm. and God of War three I think takes the final four spot there. I, that's my pick. I just got agree. the W in overtime. Just got the W while yeah. podcasting on a high level. You're, you're podcasting so hard right now. <laughs> Derek, what are the two games matching up right now? <laughs> <laughs> what do we got? What do we got, boys? It's enslaved. Ensla- enslaved versus God of War three. Down leveled. <laughs> That's what you. Um, actually, I would go with. I'm gonna go with God of War three. I was a big God of. I still am, but I was a big God of War fan. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's God of War. It's God of War. Yeah. It's definitely God of War. All right. So that one moves on to the final four to face off against Heavy Rain in the next round. On the bottom half of the bracket, we've got Donkey Kong Country Returns going up against Limbo. Dan, which of those do you pick? Yeah, it's going to be Donkey Kong. That's an easy one for me. Donkey Kong. Yep, I'm all in on the Donkey Kong train. So it's DK in a sweep over Limbo. Gorilla wins. DK, I think, DK and Heavy Rain are both ranked in 17 and 18 so kind of mid-level and they're both in the final four which is cool Mm. all right here's where things get tough probably specifically for dan actually i'm not sure how tough it is for you or not but derek we'll start with you actually we'll start with me because it's pretty obvious red dead over fallout new vegas for me so i'm voting red dead what about you derek red dead or fallout new vegas all right dan it comes down to you my friend shoot (laughs) um hmm 
Is it a game that is a proven masterpiece or some weird fan favorite? It's it, it's <laughs> so annoying when you wow wow let's listen to politics. It's annoying when you try to do these things because you're like, oh, this is fun, but it's like I haven't played these games in so long, so it's like it's just it's just feelings that you know these long forgotten feelings, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting to do it in a tournament style too, because it's just one on one, and it's like, well, I would have ranked it higher than where it landed, but yeah. it is what it is. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pick uh, New Vegas. All right, New Vegas with the upset, the lowest ranking one to hit the final four. Whoops, I gotta refresh here. All right, so we're down to four games. I think Mario Odyssey two and Red Dead not being in here is insane. Why do I podcast with you two? I don't know. <laughs> Well, I'm actually um, podcasting at a high level. I don't know what that guy's doing. <laughs> I don't know what that hey, guy's doing. I retired because you guys were pitching a bit. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually, I, that, bro. I was it, was actually, it was actually pretty funny. But um, <laughs> Okay, uh, we are down to our final four. Heavy Rain versus God of War 3 and Donkey Kong Country Returns versus Fallout New Vegas. Let's start in the bottom half of the bracket first. Let's do Donkey Kong Country Returns versus New Vegas. Oof. So my pick is DK Returns there. Derek? Uh, I'm going to go with Fallout. Okay. Now, why do you keep Dan's doing this? That's <laughs> too tight. Because I already know, like, Dan's not going to, or Derek's not going to pick DK for this. Not because he hates it. I don't think uh, he hates DK. I just don't think he, does, he no, thinks it actually, doesn't deserve DK to be. No, it's not my favorite. My favorite is the original Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. But I know you like it. I just know you like Vegas a lot more. Best Donkey Kong Country is actually three. So let's just be honest with Shut us. your mouth. With Dixie Kong, right? Isn't that Dixie Kong? It was uh, uh, Dixie Kong and Baby Kong. That sounds right. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like a winner. You're all about <laughs> equality. Get out of here. All right, you, all right, Dan. Let's hear it. Is it Baby Gorillas? Like I don't understand the angle. There. Is it is it DK or Vegas? What are we doing? <sighs> um, I'm gonna go with Vegas. And you sound so resigned every time you vote for it. Because this is just a, it's a hard choice. It's like kill your babies, which I think we should do in the future. Because that's yeah, by the way, I didn't say this, but New Vegas is not even close to my favorite Fallout. But I'll yeah. still vote yeah. for it. Fallout, th- Fallout Three is my yeah. favorite. So yeah, Fallout Three is the best. All right, and which other one makes it to the final, guys? Is it Heavy Rain or God of War Three? I'm gonna go. Well, make Derek pick last. So I'm gonna go God of War Three. Obviously, Derek or uh, Dan, which would you pick? Heavy Rain or God of War 3? I'm going to pick Heavy Rain. All right. Derek, it's down to you, my friend. Is it Heavy Rain or God of War 3 in the final? I'm going to go with Heavy Rain. God of War 3 is actually my least favorite. Really? So huh. The, the God, of War games. God of War is my favorite. Then... God of War, then God of War 2, then God of War 3. You know why it's his favorite? Because Kratos started getting too soft. You know, he's protecting that girl, and Garrick's like, no, you're a little B-I-T-C. Yeah. <laughs> he did start getting pretty soft. I honest. did struggle to actually beat God of War 3. I did beat it, but it wasn't like all the other ones where I play it, get through it. challenging, too. That was not an easy game. Nope. All right, so let's do the third place matchup before we go into the other one. This because the third place matchup are, are two games I've actually played, and I haven't played Heavy Rain or New Vegas, so the championship is now boring to me. But um, so God of War three versus DK Returns, who gets third place for you guys? This is going to be a tough one for me, so I'll go last. Uh, Derek, which would you pick? What is it? It's God of War three versus DK Returns for for third place. I thought I voted against God of War three. How the hell did it win? 
No, he's. We're doing the third, third place. Oh. This is the third place. Stop podcasting so hard. You're just your your levels are beyond nine thousand. <laughs> and I'm not even gaming. See, you guys, you knocked me out. Uh, versus DK, I'm gonna give DK the W. Okay, Dan. What about you? I wasn't expecting that. Um, I'm actually gonna pick Out of War. Making this tough on me. This one's this one is tough, but I think I'm gonna have to go with DK Returns because God of War Three, while it's the best I think of the original trilogy, it still doesn't match up to what I mean. DK Returns was just such a great return to form for that mm-hmm. series. I just love, love, love it. So that's that is my favorite between those two. All right, guys. Um, I'm gonna have to. My vote has to automatically go to Heavy Rain because of the seeding, right? Heavy Rain 17th, Fallout New Vegas is 22nd. I haven't played either of these, but I have to go with the higher seeded game. So it's between you two. Um, Dan, vote. We'll start with Dan. Between those two, huh? So Heavy Rain already has an automatic vote from me. I'm going to pick Heavy Rain. Okay. Well, that does it then. Are you casting a vote for New Vegas just to make it not a blowout. No, I was actually going to go heavy rain. Oh, there you go. There you go. I got to say this though, even though. It By won't... the way, you guys sold me more on heavy between those two for whatever it's worth. The way the way you guys described it, I feel like heavy rain is a game I would actually. Like, really I just want to make sure like. it's clear for anybody that's listening and getting angry. This is completely based off the the seedings. There's <laughs> no way heavy rain would win my my game of the year sure. for two months. All right, so look at that list real quick before we close things out. There's a couple pieces of news before we have to sign off here. I'll give you my top three based on this list. Uh, just at a quick glance, unless I'm forgetting something, it's going to be Red Dead at the very top, um, and that's actually not very close. That's by far and away my favorite. I do think Mario Galaxy 2 is probably my second favorite, but things that are cl- following it really closely would be stuff like um, Donkey Kong Country Returns is right up there. Um, Bayonetta is right up there for me. Yeah, those are and God of War three is up there too. So those are some of my favorites. But Red Dead to me is, I feel like the obvious best game of that of twenty ten. Dan, what would be your personal top three if you just had to glance through and pick a few? Um, you know it it's weird because it's like oh I'm gonna pick this one, but then I was speaking so highly of this other one, but it's not in the top three. So um, yeah, I would say uh, Final Fantasy thirteen would be third spot. Assassin's Creed would be second spot, and then Heavy Rain would be the first spot. Okay. Derek, what are your favorite, your personal uh, you had to pick? At number three, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. At number two, Bioshock 2. And at number one, Mass Effect 2. Nice. Yep. And so you know the feeling of your favorite getting kicked out early. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I said this is completely a waste of our time. <laughs> trash. I like Heavy Rain, so it's not like I'm whining like Limbo One or something. Trying to throw in some fun, and you're just crapping. (laughs) What a waste of time! (laughs) Well, hey, the good news is this has been a really slow news week, as far as I can tell. The only news that I saw there were two items that I thought were worth bringing up. If you guys can think of anything else, let me know. I do have the first one. I thought sounds really cool. And I know that Dan, you're excited about this and are trying to get us to play some multiplayer ghosts of Tsushima. Yes. Cause their 1.1 update is coming out. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll actually let you give the summary of it, but I did want to mention, I just read this today. Apparently it's also going to include a new charm that lets you pet and recruit dogs. Yes. 
So I didn't realize that till I read that today. But um, what else is this? I changed my update. Mind. Giving this us is the game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> what else is this update going to bring? Uh, so it's uh, what is it? Ghost of Tsushima 1.1 update called Legends. Uh-huh. You already said that October 16th. Yep. Uh, so it's a co-op mode and new game plus more trophies, cosmetic options. Um, so I I knew I I was aware of more of like the um the supernatural kind of stuff that they were going to be doing. But I, okay. I didn't know the other kind of little tidbits that they were throwing in there. But um, so for the Legends mode, uh, co-op mode that you must unlock from the store listing P- at PS Plus. Uh, so you do need PS uh, PlayStation Plus? To play Legends mode, yeah. Okay. But it's a free update, but to actually get online and play with others, you have to have PS Plus. Okay, that's dumb. Um, and new game plus modes will have um, opportunities to unlock new gear, armor dice, charms, and more, which you already mentioned the best charm, obviously. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and it's free. So if you have the game, that's just yep. a free update. Uh, but By yeah. the way, do you think there are people who have, a, who are actively using their PlayStations who don't have PS Plus? Well, I just say that's dumb because there like have been uh, developers who just actively are like you don't need plus like you can just play this like Fortnite. For yeah that's right? true but i think that what they're limiting here is just the online co-op mode so if yeah. you don't have ps plus you can still get all the other updates you can play new game plus you can okay. pet dogs not legends you know, it's just not legends the co-op stuff and that's the coolest yeah. part i think because and that's what i'm super excited about because it kind of basically is going to be like open world uh animusha with yeah. like less arcadey combat but like it's it's open world animusha and i so very much want a new animusha game so yeah um that's why so the next podcast we're going to podcast while we're playing ghost of yes we're gonna podcast real hard well i still have it installed i have i have not uninstalled usually when i beat a game and i don't think i'm gonna go back to it within that next year i'll go ahead and uninstall it to make some space i still have ghost installed i'm just assuming yeah. i'm gonna at least try out some of these things and then hopefully get online with you guys and try so this is one of the games this one and um and the last of us two that i really want to see like some type of patch where they upgrade it for the ps5 like this is one of those two games to me are games that even though they're still ps4 and trust me when you guys and i'm not saying this in an arrogant way but when you guys see what the ps5 the xbox series x can do that's what pc gamers have been looking at already when you see it you will realize that Grand Grand Ghost of Tsushima is clearly a PS4 game. Like, it looks good, but it's not at that level. I would love to see it, like, remastered or whatever, upgraded, patched, where they make it native 4K, add in some ray tracing or whatever. To me, if they did that with that game, they could make it look like a legit PS5 game. So I'll be surprised if they don't have story paid story DLC for this game sometime next year that is bundled into some sort of definitive or legend. Yeah, do you think they're going to do like what they did with Spider-Man where they're going to add like like you Hopefully said. it won't be that messy, but yeah, I think well, I don't know if it'll be that big of an add-on either. I think it'd be more of a a smaller add-on like you can download, maybe it's 5-10 bucks that's some story DLC, extra missions, some sp- and then and then an upgraded version for PS5. That's what I would anticipate. And then you get the Legendary Edition or whatever. Depends um, if they want to continue Jen's story or not. Right. Yeah. Yep. But, um, um, so, yeah, the only other news this week, because we do need to wrap up. We're getting close to the hour and a half mark here, is Mortal Kombat DLC, which funny. I did watch the 
the little reveal trailer for that today. I'm not even a Mortal Kombat fan, but you know, it's hard not to laugh out loud at the obvious and I think intentional campiness of it all. It's just all very B movie, silly, fun. Let's throw these crazy characters in. Um, I'll let you guys talk about it, give your reactions to it, because I know you like the the Mortal Kombat character they brought back, but I just thought it was hilarious when Rambo came walking out of the woods and it's actually Stallone's real. It confirmed it's Stallone oh, really <laughs> voicing. Yeah. So they didn't so yeah. Arnie freaking Arnold wouldn't uh, throw his voice in there. No, but busy. Stallone did it. Yeah. Yeah. Stallone uh, did it. He's still down with some, of that. I mean, he was in guardians too. I mean, he'll, he'll, t- he'll say yes to all kinds of, I was stuff. legitimately baffled. I yeah, me completely too. and utterly baffled. Yeah. He comes out of the wood, out of the jungle as there's a big, violent battle happening and says i'm your worst nightmare I mean, it makes it's definitely sly doing like predator and all that stuff but yeah I but mean, i i've said it before when we've talked about mortal Kombat, either on this podcast or on our previous podcast i do not like all those special dumb characters look i get what tim just said like mortal Kombat's over the top but i have been a diehard mortal count mortal Kombat fan since day one and even though the game is over the top, I actually invest in the into the story and lore. Yeah. And I feel like they destroy it when they add these stupid characters that I don't personally care about at all. So when they add Alien and all that stuff, like I get why they do it. It's actually really popular, so I never tell them they shouldn't do it. They ruined the game. I'm not buying it. But for me, I never get excited by it. I have not gotten excited by one character that they've thrown into Mortal Kombat besides Joker but I wasn't even legit excited I was just like well that's the best one that you've done I actually didn't like uh, <laughs> well he wasn't fun to use but like as far as an actual character I, I like the choice um, but anyways what I did like was Rain so I know everybody else was excited about the other character which Dan can reveal it's Melina he, right yeah if he, if he cares about her I, I know people want, wanted Melina, but I wanted Rain. What I I liked was the trailer. Yeah, I yeah. liked that they're showing Rain, and then all of a sudden, something disappear or this enemy disappears, and then the head is tossed towards Rain. One so of the way they reveal her is really cool. Yeah, it's one of Baraka's. Uh, what is it? What is yeah. their actual race called? I forget what they're called. Arkenton or something. Like that. Okay, is yeah. Melina one of those two? They all have weird mouths. She's um, she's like an experiment, right? She's like, yeah. she's like her DNA is like part that. Yeah, she's like, not really Katana's twin. They yeah. they called them twins, but she's actually she was created. Yeah, she's uh, like sister, but it's like you're not really like legitimate, you know. Yeah, she's like so a. Test- they made her like a weapon, basically. Yeah. Now, when they do these DLC packs, because you guys have talked about how they've actually done some interesting campaign stuff with MK recently, d- does the DLC add anything to that, or is it really just characters? Well, Aftermath is actual an extension of which I haven't played yet. I, I that's why I'm excited. You should. It. It's yeah. quality. It's yeah, I'm excited. But these are just combat packs with characters, right? Yeah, that's all yeah, that's right? all it is. Yeah, okay. um, okay. yeah. It, the the extra like kind of not connected to the game character. Like, I didn't like the Joker because to me that was a wasted spot. And like, Joker is literally a DC character. You already have a DC fighting series. Like, keep him over there. Like to me, that was yeah. a waste of a spot. You could have filled it with an actual Mortal Kombat. Yeah, or, like, everybody says that goofy. about when they put like Sub Zero in in the DC games. I like when they do that, but again, that's because I'm a fan of those characters. Sure. But then in that case though, I, I, so I, then I have to go with the logic of, I would not be okay with Sub-Zero being in the DC game either. That's what right. should be for a DC character. So, but I don't know, whatever. 
Keep your characters in your own games. Keep everything segregated. <laughs> yeah, so now Derek's really open-minded, and Dan's the one over here going, get off my, my lawn. My, That's what's happening My right wife now. is actually super, because uh, Melena is actually her favorite character, so when we do play, that's who she uses. Uh, oh, and she's okay. super bummed that just Melena wasn't in this one, and it kept seeming like she wasn't going to be in it, so she's she's happy that Melena's back. So. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to get the ultimate. So they're going to do an ultimate uh, collection or an ultimate edition that has like everything, right? Aftermath, all the character combat packs. Um, yeah, I'm really getting, I made fun of it in my post, calling it like super ultimate, deluxe, tech university editions of edition. It's really getting ridiculous. And I'm not just saying about Mortal Kombat. Other games are doing this too, where they're releasing the game, then they're releasing like, DLC, then they are releasing an expansion, then they're releasing DLC. Like, Destiny is confusing. I don't even know what option I would need to buy if Destiny well, wasn't free. It, it's weird with the Ultimate Collection because I looked it up on GameStop at 60 bucks, and it's supposed to include everything, but... So, the regular, just the game, Bare Bones, is, I think, 30, but on sale right now, it's 20. But then Aftermath is 40, I think, so that's already 60 right there. Um, so when they released Aftermath, they sold Aftermath with all the DLC and Mortal Kombat for sixty. Okay. Now they're selling this newer version for sixty, and then dropping or doing sale prices for all the other previous content. Okay. It's all that's what I'm talking about. It being confusing because you're now releasing basically three versions. You've got the regular Mortal Kombat, which had its own versions of Ultimate and stuff like that. With then you have the expansion version that had Mortal Kombat also included. Yeah. And then you have this version. So it just gets really, really annoying and confusing. Yeah. Convoluted a little bit. Yes. And it's happening with more and more games. Like if it was just one or two games, then you could keep track of it. But when all these games are doing it, it's like, well, especially like destiny. I was like, what? Do, Cause I, I played on different platforms. I'm like, what do I own? I don't even know what I own and <laughs> on what platform I own it because yeah. I, I buy it based off of what I'm playing at that time. So it gets really yeah. confusing. Oh, I'm yeah, excited either way. I'm just glad that that character's there and, or that all, you know. They oh yeah. And then when they announced that it's coming the PS5 and Xbox series yeah. X with a free upgrade, like as far as graphics and all that, I was like, heck yeah. Man. Yeah. Like that That's gets cool. me excited for the game. Yeah. Again. Definitely. All right, dudes. Well, that does it for us this week. And uh, we'll get back to some other kind of tourney in the future, whether it's for games again, which is always an easy one and a fun one. But we could also do with consoles or developers or I don't know. We could we could do all. I actually, I, just before you close this out, I just want to say I liked how we did this because I thought it was quick. Was there, yeah. there was no debating. It was just like, hey, which one do you prefer? OK, boom, move on. Yep. So it makes it fun. I don't think it's the perfect way to pick an actual best. I like our rankings better for game of the year, but it's just a fun little tournament. To yeah, roll this through. is like a mini tournament. As we're yeah. revisiting some this older stuff. This is our preseason tournaments before we get into the end of the year tournament. Can I can I also add one little extra bit? You, you can. can before I close this out with my puppy. Final Fantasy 16 has completed basic development and scenario production. Boom. I don't know what those things mean. I don't know, but it just cute means that pub. things are actually being completed. So all the cynical people, it's going to take 10 years. Oh, I never believed that, honestly. But I mean, that's I always the, 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 you know, the low-hanging fruit joke, right? Oh, it's going to, you know, 2037, I'll see you then. It's like, all right. No one cares about that game. Look at this puppy. I'm going to punch you in the face so hard. But not the puppy, though. That's an adorable puppy. 
That is an adorable puppy. I still like Final Fantasy more. Than That's that. the thing. Like Tim, don't get don't get your your feelings hurt. But like, there's just too many things in your house that are way cuter than you. <laughs> That's so true. It is so true. And like that- before Dan got on, he had uh, Griff on, and Griff's like the most adorable thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, yeah. Like if I was walking down the street and I see this man <laughs> holding that baby, I'm like, you didn't have Bro. that baby. Tim's holding an adorable baby and you're just sitting there exposing yourself. (laughs) It's true. Griffin was like, (laughs) Griffin saw it and he was like, scary. (laughs) Stranger danger. Stranger danger. (laughs) All right. On that note, we wrap up this episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you dudes for hanging out. We'll see you.